Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now. Right. Welcome back. Thank you. So you're going to put those on my hand. I think you should. I think so, yeah. I have been thinking about this all day. Have you ever had the pleasure before? I haven't. Okay, there you go. Okay, there's one. Yeah. Will that suction on or do I need yeah, to? No, okay. just, it will stick on. There's there, two. There's two. I'll put the regular little Irish And it's in it's two. Whoops. Oh. Okay. Well, we'll get the... There we go. Okay, I don't, I don't have any accidents. So, just to clarify, we're in the critter shed and you're putting what on my arms right now? Well, we've got three snails on your arm. But... They two ain't no the, ordinary snails. Two of the snails are about the size of your arm. They are. <laughs> so, yeah. Oops. So we have... They're oh, very sleepy. Okay. Have a, we'll pop them on the ground for now. Okay. Pop them here for now. Grant. But, uh, <laughs> they were falling off, the poor little things. Well, they're not little. They are amazing. They are. They and, are the, and quite beautiful. Yep. So, one of my, um, I don't know, stranger animals. Um, <laughs> I, I absolutely adore them. But they have such a mixed, um, a mixed past and a mixed future. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as a species or as a group of animals, um these particular snails that we're going to be focusing on today will yeah. be the giant African man snails. Now they must be three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten centimetres. Yep, easily. And will grow up to 20 centimetres. Really? Uh, yeah. And some of them like will weigh just touching on a kilo with the shell included. And it depends on species to species what size they'll wow. get. I'm going to show you later on. We're going to have a look at some of their eggs. And yeah. you can see the different sizes between different species. So this is this is, uh, this is is a particular species. and This is the albino type of the Fulcana. And this is called a pink-lipped right. um, giant land snail. That's the common name of it. Yeah. You can see the pink. Uh, see it there? Yeah, so it's the lip where the, where the sort of flesh, the foot exactly. is coming out. Yeah, yeah. So, so the part that comes out of the shell... Is the foot yeah. of the of the yeah. of the uh, so the the shells they sort of look like whelk shells that very yep. round very um, what's the word conical yeah conical yeah, yeah that's it and then the albino one the foot and the head is a sort of a yellow color yeah and, and that would not that be normally like a, the the typical brown or yeah. gray yeah. color um, very much like this guy here but when you breed them albinos they're great for pets yeah uh, just people just seem to warm to them. Like kind of very Harry Potter looking magical yeah. creatures. Yeah. So yeah, very cool. But indeed. you know what strikes me about these snails? Okay, so there's one there. The albino one has his head out and he's just very slowly looking around. They sort of look like um, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer a little bit, don't they? Yep. Like they, they look. Do. They look cute. Like their faces actually look cute. I don't know if you remember a film called The Never Ending Story. Yeah. <laughs> 
when I was a kid that, that was out and I remember there was a racing snail and a guy on a racing snail and the snail was huge and he was a little guy racing it and it was super fast but I remember that striking me as a very young kid and I remember seeing these in a pet shop many years ago and thinking oh my god I finally get to have a racing snail turns out they don't move that fast so They are actually very attractive because we associate them with very mm-hmm. cute and cuddly animals, which the smaller snails, I think we probably don't see them quite in the same light. Yeah, well, here we have our... our I just brought one of our garden snails here for comparison of yeah. size. And this is one of our native Irish snails here for ah, comparison right. as well, which is one of the lovely coloured ones. You mainly see these around the coast now. There's a lot of introduced snails all over the world. Now, getting back to our giant African land snails... These are in the top 100 most invasive animals on the planet. Mm-hmm. This is the bad part about them. This is the uh, unfortunate incidents that have come about because of, again, people moving them around to places where they don't belong. Yep. And uh, when they get introduced to environments where they don't have any natural predators or diseases that will keep them in check, yep. they run rampant and cause absolute chaos. Uh, the best example of this is the South Pacific Islands of um, the South (laughs) I'm going to do that again (laughs) the best example of this are the the islands around Hawaii Mm -hmm. all those islands that would have been used in the war Mm. in the Second World War the Marines were actually using snails as a source of easy protein Mm. very edible Uh, another reason why they've been brought over the world is because they're very edible people think they're a delicacy and they love to eat them they breed like rabbits so what happens is the marines bring them onto the islands have a few that they're cooking up they'll breed them and Mm -hmm. feed them some leaves some get out they start eating everything on the island like mayhem Mm. particularly in Hawaii and, and places like that what the American government did then to counteract them was to get a snail that was native to Florida called the rosy wolf snail, which is a predatory snail. It essentially follows this slime of a of a snail, mm. and it will just taste it and will go after them and eat them. Oh, wow. But the rosy wolf snail is about the size of my index finger. Right, okay, a third of the size of exactly, this particular snail. Exactly. So even if it was to catch up with one of these, it might have a munch or a nipple <laughs> on it, and it will go away. And even the numbers of these, the, the numbers of young these snails produced, the wolf snails wouldn't put a dent in them. Yeah. Long story short, the rosy wolf snails got a taste for the indigenous snails oh. of Hawaii. Hawaii being an island has its own unique mm. populations of thousands of these beautiful little kind of pearls of the forest, gorgeous, unique snails that all evolved there over millions of years. And 90% of them are now extinct. No. And the remaining populations are in sheds or in um, units that look very similar to micro copies of Jurassic Park, mm. where you have the concrete fencing mm. and electric fences around no. it and salt traps to keep the rosy wolf snails no. out. Yeah, it's oh, incredible. God. It really is. Somebody's making squeaking noises. Didn't you hear that? You were making some funny noises there. So yeah, so these these guys unfortunately are responsible for the extinction of those beautiful little Hawaiian snails wow. inadvertently because people brought in the, the rosy wolf snails to 
help right. control their population and it's just backfired. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm just looking at the, the albino one now. So the shell is about, uh, what, five inches, six yeah. inches? And the body now, the foot has just stretched out the same amount again. Like they're very um, elastic, aren't they? Yeah, and can stretch you even further than that if they want. You wow. can, the suction they have on their foot is unbelievable. Even for a heavy snail like mm. that, they can go like on the roof of an enclosure or, or whatever particular in the wild whatever particular branch or tree or leaf they're on and hang on no problem wow um, so yeah very cool if you look at the top you have obviously these two stalks here that look mm-hmm. like horns they are actually eye stalks oh so they have a tiny pupil in it their eyesight is particularly crap mm. <laughs> it's literally shadow and light right and that lets them know when it's night and day yeah that's it that's it and that's it oh um, wow the bottom part here is a combination of so it's t- two smaller stalks yeah, exactly. around, around the, say what we would look at as a cheek yeah, yeah. exactly so and just beside the mouth so yeah. the mouth is in the middle mm-hmm. so those two smaller stalks are a combination of your tongue and your nose oh so it's like pulling your nose your nose inside <laughs> out and, and being able to taste with it as well wow to the what's that to the right hand side of the head here mm-hmm. you can just see a little bulge yeah that's the reproductive organs. What? Yes. Beside the head. Beside the head. Seriously. They literally are the heads. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been thinking that up all day? No, no. I just thought about on the spot. Yeah, dickheads. Fanny heads as well, actually. And we'll get into that now. Because... <laughs> things are about to get weird. Yeah, things are very weird when it comes to snail sex. So, that opening there actually has both male and female reproductive organs inside. Wow. And inside, it's like a glove, an inverted rubber glove. Uh-huh. When snails go to mate, mm-hmm. one of them will... So first of all, snails are hermaphrodites. Hermaphrodites, yes. Yeah. So it means that they're both male and mm-hmm. female. There yeah. are no... They each have, each yeah. individual has both male and female. Yes. Um, and that goes for most species of snail. All right. Uh, not all. The vast majority of snails are hermaphrodites. Yeah. The... Reproductive organs are inverted or inside internal. You uh-huh. can only see that little bulge. When they, one of them wants to mate, it will yeah. go up to another. And snail sex is very sensual, believe it or not. Uh, very slow. Goes on for hours and hours and hours. And you'll see them nibbling each other, kissing each other. And, wow. just, and slowly moving around each other, doing all these intricate little dances. Each species, uh. slugs as well, each species have their own specific way of doing it but they take their time a mm-hmm. lot of soul music playing and some <laughs> candlelight in the background <laughs> as I always say then this opening here at the side of the head inflates uh-huh. when they're aroused and two openings come out so the penis and the opening for a sperm receptacle will come mm-hmm. out then something really interesting happens if it's not a virgin snail if it has mated before it has the ability to shoot a love dart. No. Yeah. So it's called a love dart. And what it is, is a calcium spike uh-huh. that has mucus on it. Now, there was a lot of debate as to what this was for. Basically, they pump up a gland inside their head with this dart in it and fire it off like a gun and wow. stab the partner. The consensus is now that the reason for the love dart going in is to produce hormones in the opposite snail that will increase the chance of 
the dart or as opposed to the darty to the dart or uh-huh. sperm surviving. Ah. So when they exchange sperm, their bodies automatically attack sperm that isn't theirs. Oh. Yeah. It's it's a kind of a, a genetic competition. Mm. The dart increases your chance of your sperm surviving, increases mm. fertility rates in the eggs. And it's a very weird and interesting thing. It can result in them dying really? if the dart misses because it's not going into an appendage or anything. It's literally going into the body of this of Jesus. the snail. You can see them sticking out. Like it was it was sound very attractive right up until the dart. Yeah, it's, yeah it and is because it's, it's very sensual and slow and beautiful. And then they stab each other. Wow, <laughs> it's, it's so mad. Jesus. But uh, and you can see them when when I spot mine and they're at a starting the mating process yeah. I'll come down the next day and they'll still they'll have the two penises uh, interlocked yeah. with, the, with the receptacles but then you'll see the, the open wound with the dart no. sticking out of it Jeez. it's really bizarre to see and that goes on for, for ages the genetic material is exchanged yeah. they'll break away and they can carry that sperm inside them um, fertilising the mm-hmm. eggs and carry that eggs in them for as long as they need to until conditions are perfect. Mm-hmm. So does each snail receive sperm from yes, the other one? Okay, yes. Yeah. So that's how it works. Right. It's it's so alien to us to think about it. <laughs> I used to think, uh, you know, when we were growing up and we heard in school that they were hermaphrodites, it wasn't always explained correctly to us. Yeah. And you sort of thought, do they fertilise themselves? But of course they don't. They don't. They can very rarely. Right. But they don't. Ah. It's not one of those things that would regularly happen. But yeah. I believe that it, it has been recorded. Wow. It's such a weird thing to think about. I always refer to my snails. I, I think a lot of people refer to them as, as male. I refer to them as female because if you're laying eggs. But I mean, like, I have to get my pronouns <laughs> straight. I think it's maybe they. They, yes. <laughs> so I don't want to cause murder. So, But it is so bizarre because we're just so used to having especially when you have an animal like you have a cat mm. or a dog mm-hmm. or even the stuff that I have it's always males and females but it's just it is a bizarre kind of way of uh, reproducing and, and getting by in the world but I, I think it's fascinating I really do something that um, you need to either confirm or deny yeah I was reading a book today by this guy Vent and he did mention that the snails actually they take a long time as you say in coitus yes and then they seem to exchange the sperm at the same time is that true Yes, well, I've heard that before. Right. And I've heard that they seem to, (laughs) some people would say they seem to enjoy it as well. They certainly don't like being disturbed. I know that because sometimes I've had to clean them out. Like if it's it's breeding season, um, it gets chaotic because the same conditions for the eggs to hatch are usually the conditions where the adults will start mating. So you have eggs catching and crawling up the glass. So you have to get them out and then the couples are riding and they're they're trying to not disturb them and get all the babies off them so yeah it's uh, yeah I I, I get get the feeling that they're quite lovey dovey kind of little animals you know what I mean you'd never think it no it's very strange very strange their reputation of being slimy and horrible and things you used to stand on the amount of young they have they must be always at it (laughs) it's like the telly's broken in the the shell (laughs) but when is breeding season then they can breed up to five times a year if the Mm -hmm. conditions are right they have 200 eggs each time. Wow. 
um, this particular type of snail will. And as you can imagine, there's a 90% success rate in hatching. Right. So it's massively, massively <laughs> invasive if it gets to the right place. Like when I was in... You're sorry, you're just moving that I'm snail moving, out and yeah. you're actually pulling it like it's it's um, suctioned so yeah. so yeah. tightly onto the table. You in have front to of be us. careful. You can see there he's having a uh, scrape a munch on the table. Oh, yeah. So they have like hundreds of these kind of, we'll call them teeth. They're like little platelets in their mouth yeah. that they use for scraping. Mm-hmm. And if you put them on your hand... You can feel them scraping really? the salts off your hand, and if you put a bit of jam on your finger, you can oh. feel them kind of. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. Another They're- great use for this is, and this is where kind of like the less negative uh, parts we can talk about these animals. The snail is covered in slime. You have it on your hand, on your arm there. I do. Now, if you were to rub that really hard, yeah. it will just fall off. Oh right, right? Like it's doing and now, your yeah. hand will feel. Very soft. soft. Yes. Right. Now, the snails, because they crawl on the ground, they're going over spikes and they're going over stones and yeah. scrapings and all this stuff. And they get pecked and attacked and spear each other when they're having sex. <laughs> they have to have a very good immune system. Right. And a big part of that is their slime. Mm. It has antiseptic properties. It has healing properties. It, it brings about regeneration very quickly. So... The cosmetic industry, which is very involved in a lot of research with animals, mm-hmm. obviously. Some bad, yeah. some good. Yeah. But one of the good things they're doing is they're taking the slime off uh, of the snails and using it in beauty products. Right. It's not harmful for the snails. It's yeah. just... it's just a, They don't have to die for that. They don't time. have to die too big to get it removed. Yeah. So it's a kind of a, a nice compromise. And you can really feel how uh, regenerative it is when you put it on your... On your hands. Now, I haven't put it on my face yet, <laughs> but there are a lot of beauty studios now that are putting small sugary paste on ladies and gents' face. Oh, for God's sake. I, can, I know where this is going. And then they'll put the snail on who will scrape with his mouth the delicious paste off their face. So you can imagine about five of them big, huge, giant snails crawling all over you. And as he's scraping it, so he's pulling the dead skin off, but the slime is going over you. Mm. And that is causing you mm. to be very re- re- I wonder how the snails feel about that that's why I am actually 94 years old <laughs> and that's how I keep my gorgeous youthful looks but yeah I I, I think it's very interesting yeah I never liked snails as a kid I guess because they're just slimy and stuff but when you look at the, sh- the shells they're beautiful but when you look at the these big African guys they are beautiful I mean yeah. they're adorable well I mean I'm to- 100% I, the first animal yeah. or anything I ever got into as a kid and I'm talking like four year old before I ever had exotic animals I used to get the biscuit tins mm-hmm. the tin biscuit tins um, all, the, all the young people listening to this are going what is he waffling at I used to do this back in my day but uh, yeah so big tins and put punch holes in it with the scissors and I'd keep two things I'd keep brown beetles which were gorgeous things. He used to have mm. them all over the garden and I'd keep snails. And the first animals I ever bred in captivity were the garden snails. And I remember seeing the eggs and thinking, this is amazing as have, a little kid. How so small I, are the eggs of the, of the Irish? Well, I'm going to show you actually. Hopefully we have some I prepared earlier like uh-huh. Blue Peter. So yeah, um, I'll, I'll show you some later on. But uh, yeah, I've always loved snails. I think they're amazing. The giant African snails, another positive story behind mm. them. So, uh, obviously, there's a lot of people struggling for 
food and, and a few bob in Africa. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nigerian government and a lot of Nigerian entrepreneurs now have gotten together and, and they're now farming the snails. Mm-hmm. So instead of them becoming invasive in their in their country, because they're mainly from Tanzania and Kenya, most of the species, but they live quite happily in, in Nigeria, obviously, <laughs> as well. It's not yeah. that far mm-hmm. away. So what they're doing is they're setting up small little community greenhouses, not unlike the shed here. Mm-hmm. And people can easily breed them. They'll use invasive plants. So you're chopping down the invasive plants that are all over Africa. It's a massive issue mm-hmm. over there. So you're getting rid of one invasive species. You're feeding this to the snails. Mm-hmm. They get big and strong. They don't cause emissions. They don't need much space. They don't cost much money. And when you bring them to market or you sell them to Europe where they're uh, obviously a delicacy... Mm-hmm. You make a few bob. It's a very economically sound, environmentally friendly way of poor people making money for mm. little or nothing. So, how do the poor snails die, though? I have no idea. I mm. don't know. I would imagine it's. I'm. I have no idea to be honest with you. I'd only be guessing, but I still think it's a. It's like if it's cheaper and better than goats or sheep, and it keeps people uh, in shoes and houses. I think it's okay. <laughs> sent me the photograph earlier on <laughs> yeah right i'm reaching for my bag it's a camera bag because i wanted to make sure it didn't fall over okay i'm opening the bag now i'm reaching in and there's a glass jar filled with alcohol and also oh. contains wow <gasps> it's it's a it's a giant african land snail without a shell <laughs> that is very cool now do you know what blew me away so the African land snail has that beautiful shell that looks looks like a whelk that it's sort of twisted into a um, a tip. Mm. So it starts a off really small, tip. pointy tip. And I didn't, I just assumed, you see, yeah, I just assumed you see the foot and you see the head and that was it. But there's more. Like yeah. the body goes all the way through that shell back into the pointy bit. And you can see that the muscle of the body at the pointy bit is roundy and pointy. So it's, it's moulded to the shell. I didn't know that. Proper and full of meat. Yeah. Full of... Uh, and so all the, all the so internal organs are up in there as well. Yeah, so it's yeah. So that foot that you're seeing is only a small part of the actual... 100%. Yeah, it's like... It's it's it's, it's legs. Yeah. It's not its torso. Its yeah. torso is in the shell. Yeah. I think a lot of people, as you were saying there, quite rightly, and I would have thought that too until I kind of learned a little bit about it. You think that that is the animal. Yeah. And that's his house. Yeah, exactly. Not part of his body. Yeah. Well, his whole body with the is, furniture inside yeah completely attached to that mm. so yeah so um, what we're looking at there the thing you notice of course with, with the, the jar that you have and the, the animal inside which is of course dead now this one did die of natural causes okay um, it looks like a piece of muscle I'm assuming there's no skeleton no well the the skeleton is the shell itself believe mm-hmm. it or not there's a, there's a, a long um, kind of a spiral for want of a better word spine mm-hmm that runs down the middle of the shell. So if you were to chop that in two, yeah. and you a lot of people a lot of people would do that in labs when they're having a look at it, you'd see the spiral kind of spacing for the for the internal for the 
the guts and the yeah. heart and the lungs and yeah. all that good stuff that's in there. But that's the structure yeah. uh, that protects it. That's the same design they had in the ocean hundreds of millions of years ago. And they are essentially, like a lot of invertebrates, still, you know, aquatic life that's just slightly modified their their body type to live on land. Mm. That's why you'll see snails on a night like tonight when it's nice and moist and humid, they'll be all out mm-hmm. munching and eating. Um, and then when the time comes for the winter to set in, they'll they'll disappear and they'll cover themselves. The snail has just run away. He's gone mental. Yeah, this one hasn't <laughs> even moved. This one's completely lazy. This one's very shy. The other one's actually pulled the head inside the, the uh, shell. Yeah, sometimes when you see them like that and there's a lot of, you see the liquid kind of coming yeah. off them, it's very slimy. He might have just been engaging in some oh, for God's romance sake. and he might have a spike in him somewhere. Is that a tiny little cigarette you see I them, see? You see, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a fag a little, little wisp afterwards. Of smoke yeah. coming out of the shell. It's quite traumatic sometimes for snails as well. And you know, like a virgin snail can't shoot that dart. Oh, really? It's only after they've been mated with ah. the first time that they get the ability, the hormones kick in for them to grow their own dart. No yeah, it's a And really it's calcium. Str- wow. Yeah, pure calcium. That's amazing. So uh, I think it can be quite traumatic for them as well when they're kind of in the middle of romance and then next minute get stabbed in the neck I would imagine yes it's not great <laughs> but that's, that's mind you when it comes down to spiders versus snails god the snails have it so much better don't they yeah I think so I'm, I'm, not, I'm not I, I, I really think snails have it good to the, up to the point of being stabbed <laughs> you know it's a bit of well a, I mean they're not eaten by a, their partner it's a bit of a strange strange relationship yeah but how, how amazing is that we're looking at this gorgeous creature and you have no idea that they're an attentive sensual lover yeah that's it there's a beautiful uh, not not too distantly related to uh, our snails here there's the leopard slugs and if I can recommend just look up anything it's go onto YouTube and bang in leopard slug mating and you should have the wonderful dulcet tones of Sir David Attenborough come on <laughs> and you'll talk about how these beautiful leopard slugs start their little dance and their sensual kissing and cuddling and they'll crawl up onto a branch intertwine themselves intertwine their reproductive organs <gasps> which fan out into a chandelier no a Mickey's chandelier <laughs> and it's absolutely stunning stunningly beautiful until you kind of think oh my god that's what it's made of that's a load of junk there right out there for everyone to see but yeah it's a really it's a a, a beautiful process and you can you can actually see that in places like Dublin Mountains because we have our own little leopard slugs up there why the hell did you have any here Um, I (laughs) you've got everything else yeah I think they're they're quite um this would be too warm for them. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it would, it would be a native species. To oh, Ireland yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're very varied. Like the ones in Dublin Mountains almost look like that black and kind of white mm-hmm. uh, candy stripe kind of colours. It's right, very, yeah. very cool. So come here. Um, are slugs shellless snails or is that too simplistic? Um, it's They're, they're just... It, cats and dogs maybe would be okay. a similar kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah. They just... Don't, they developed chemical defences as opposed uh-huh. to physical defences. Right. That, how's that sound? Yeah, yeah. So they'd be cousins that just handle things differently. The slugs tend to have very viscous, horrible, sticky um, slime that comes off them. Mm-hmm. Much more so than snails do. Snails mm-hmm. is just... 
it's it's not used for defense. Mm-hmm. Whereas the slugs one, it just it gets caught up. But you see animals that try and eat it, like mm. my my some my lizards love slugs, but it takes them about an hour to get all that goo mm. off their face. Mm. So yeah, it's it's just very closely related, but just came up with two different um, answers to the yeah. problems of life. But we we should also love slugs. I mean, when we were kids, we did that awful thing of um, and for snails putting salt out for them. Oh, stop! It was not terrible. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm hoping nobody does that anymore because they are needed, aren't they? Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody does anything with animals anymore. Kids are just always on the computers, <laughs> giving out about that. But no, I I don't think I don't I think everybody's very aware now yeah. of cruelty and trying not to be cruel. And no slug pellets unless it's absolutely necessary. Yes, there's a thing. Uh, slug pellets aren't good. There's plenty of ways of dealing with slugs in your garden that is environmentally friendly, especially now we have nematode worms specifically designed to kill slugs and they work for months and they work in whole populations and they wipe them out and they cost you about 20 quid and they're environmentally friendly and frogs and hedgehogs and everything can Mm. even eat these dying slugs and Mm. they'll do okay you know so now I have I have something else in my bag oh wow I'm going to reach in pull out this very gently because if it gets broken I will be killed and it's the shell wow isn't that beautiful so it's that so it's a shell that's way bigger than the snails that you yep. have. It's obviously an older. It's beautiful, isn't it? Oh, it's it almost magical. looks like if you were to show that to anyone, where would you say that I, came I, from? I, I just saw that on the shelf and I assumed it was from the sea. See, yeah, exactly. I did not know it was a giant land sail. Yeah, they are amazing. Beautiful. They're yeah. all over my mother's house, believe it or really? not. Yeah, anytime I lose a snail, she wants the shell. They are so, lovely. Yeah. They are lovely. And but, you can see so how this one, they obviously start and they as they grow they create this conical shape the spiral shape yeah. and you can see at one point part of the shell is a little bit different to the others it might have been damaged there at some point yep and it just so, so they're so very good the ba- at healing themselves yeah they are and from the back of the shell that's that's the baby yeah and as you move forward to, towards the front of the head yeah that's as it grows as an adult yeah it's almost like tree lines yeah see where you can see the lines here yeah. and then if I go to, if you go to but the, the lines are going from the top of the head down towards the yeah, the bottom so of the shell rather than back. around exactly now I have a question for you I heard that um, there was in parts of Africa where these snails are native to these snails used to mysteriously disappear and people didn't know what was going on. But what was going on? It's a dry season. And what happens then? They estivate. It's the hot version of of hibernation. So basically when it gets really warm, mm-hmm. animals like this who are, again, essentially aquatic animals that adapted to live on land, they go in underground, pull themselves into their shell, cover the entrance to their shell with a very thin veneer of paper like substance Mm -hmm. which hardens up Mm -hmm. they have an air hole so they can breathe and they'll just shut down all their systems to survive for as long as it takes they can do it for up to three years no problem probably longer yep and the longer they they have to do that between dry seasons the longer a snail will live wow so generally five to seven years in Mm. captivity you can get them to live as pets but they have been recorded up to 15 years because people just left them dry out. So they're not born up energy. It's kind of very much like a tortoise life. So mm, it's really mm. long lived yeah. for um, for a small invertebrate. Yeah. And I've heard people say that, you know, when this, the, the rain comes back, boom, suddenly there's snails everywhere. Everywhere. It's incredible. It's actually incredible to, to like, I've seen them all over the world in Africa where they belong. 
rainy season they pop up and they're everywhere it's incredible them and the giant millipedes who we, I'm sure we'll be talking about sometime as well but they're everywhere and it's it's incredible to see but I've seen them in Southeast Asia where they don't belong mm-hmm. and in places like Singapore there's giant posters everywhere with big like pictures of giant snails and the Ghostbusters no. sign through them like no snails they have a specific force of I won't say police I was calling them the snail police but they have civil servants in uniforms who literally are the snail squad going around picking them up off city centre streets like they're crawling around eating everything they can wow pizza on the ground and everything so they're just picking them up all the time massive issue like like they're rats yeah it's bizarre it's so bizarre now the the danger with them around people in hotter climates is uh, rat lungworm it's a parasite it gets into the rat mm-hmm. rat poos it out snails eat everything so they'll eat bird poo rat poo dog poo and that parasite gets into them they can crawl on vegetables and the parasite will come out somebody will eat it maybe it's in a salad and it hasn't been cooked up and that can lead to all sorts of nasty stuff like meningitis so while they have their beautiful side and our plus sides for humanity they also have this really dark past and of destruction and chaos that they've left in their wake and they you have to be careful when you're around wild ones so if you are on holidays and you do see a giant snail don't pick it up just mm-hmm. leave it as it is but you can admire it from afar mm-hmm. and just think that they're great lovers yeah exactly exactly <laughs> just say yeah off you go there to do your nasty business for hours and hours on end wow staying power of a snail oh, do you want to see some babies? Oh, I'd love to. Let's okay. go. Okay. So we're heading out, are we? Yeah. We're going to go, go down far. the side oh. passage. My darling, I can't get enough of your love, babe. Squeeze in. Yep. <laughs> These are ridiculously cute. So we're looking at different species of snail. Oh, it's the same species? That's the same as them one there, yeah. That's just their, when they're babies, they're gorgeous. They're the size of the top of your, like the first bit of your thumb. Do you I know what they look like? Those chocolate snails, yes. green And you'd, you'd never think that uh, baby snails would be cute, but they are. There's nothing <laughs> going to attack you. It's all leaves. No, just... Oh, your head. Yeah, yeah, watch yourself. They're beautiful. They are gorgeous, aren't they? They are really lovely. And look at the amount of them. <gasps> God, have you counted them? Oh, jeez, I've over... I've, look, a fruit flies everywhere here. I've thousands, thousands this year. Wow. And what do you do with them? So, um, a lot of them will be food for other animals. Okay. Um, so which is... which is. It sounds bad. You just dropped a couple. It sounds bad, but it's part of what would happen to them in the wild anyway. Yeah. Especially where they're natively from. They make up the vast majority of the diets of bosk monsters and other kind of heavy duty lizard predators that are designed with these big crunching teeth to munch them up mm-hmm. my my blue tongue skinks adore snails <laughs> so it's snails for breakfast dinner and tea and then some of the nice albino ones there's always kids that are interested in getting into bugs and animals and I'll, I'll mm. give them to a good home if they're if they're looking for them as well I noticed that these there's a whole bunch of them sitting on top of a cuttlefish yes so in the wild they will go along and they will use that scraping mount we were talking about earlier on to pick up bits of dirt on the ground sand quartz anything like that munch it up mm. and then convert that into a calcium carbonate for their shell I just 
put in the cuttlefish because that works perfectly well and they get this lovely kind of nice patterns on mm. their on their shell like the striated yeah they're gorgeous so they're chocolate brown with that sort of like almost milk uh, white chocolate stripe yeah. through them and, beca- and because they're albinos this particular batch they have they they look like sweets almost they do look like they sweets, look like yeah. sweets so yeah I'm very pleased with them I'm very happy um, snail daddy yeah snail daddy they get drunk as well, which is brilliant. On on what? So sometimes I put their food in and I, I kind of use chicken feed as well because that's a good mix for them. Yeah. As well as greens and stuff. But it's in the heat, yeah. it, get, it ferments. <laughs> and you used to see all these snails. You can smell it. You can actually smell it. What does a drunk snail do? You smell that? Have a smell. It smells like alcohol. Oh my God, it does <laughs> actually, yeah. It's mad. So what do drunks, drunk get, snails they do? Get mad they randy. get rowdy. <laughs> they get mad randy. <laughs> but how big? How, when do they start mating like how big do they have to be um, so these are still small they're about an inch yeah so when less. after it depends on the food mm-hmm. you feed them they can get up to in about six months in these ones yeah by a year you should have, have them all ready to mate but uh, and they're mating when they're like six inches eight big, inches yeah, something like that, yeah. because they have to be because they're both male and female they yeah. have to be able to carry egg loads yeah do you know how many eggs they carry 200 200 okay, around right. approximately yeah. so yeah then they're laid and, and then, then they're regenerated species will lay different types so our own native ones will carry about 100 one mm-hmm. eggs some of the rarer species will carry smaller ones and the pink lip ones I showed mm-hmm. you in there they lay 5 to 6 but they'll okay. lay massive eggs they look like reptile eggs I'm going to show you something here and come here with the um, the eggs are obviously fertilised inside yes yeah. in turn Everything is the same as us, except it's doubled up. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, oh yes, we've got lucky. Look at this. Oh, look at that. You've just lifted up, uh, you have a little piece of skirting board covering up a piece of ground here. Yeah. And you're lifting them up and there's beautiful bunches of white eggs. This is my uh, one of my little gardening tips for people who want to encourage wildlife. If you have old, if you see planks of wood or yeah. planks of old decking. It's like a piece of decking, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So I pulled that from a skip mm-hmm. and I just, I throw them down everywhere. I throw them in my front garden where, it's, yeah. where there's bare concrete and it just gives perfect habitat for yeah. animals to do this now I encourage slugs and snails into my garden because I have so many frogs yeah. that I never have an issue with them yeah. so I like to see this it's a sign of a good healthy ecosystem and you'll always see slugs around but you'll never see too many is that a frog's leg? that is a slug oh ok oh right a small one there you go but yeah those eggs are here so describe them Um like uh, if you have drawn uh, pins that go in the board you know the pins yeah. that go in the board yeah. the, the, the cork board they're about the size of the head of one of them yeah except the, the, the little plastic bit the on plastic the end, bit yeah. yeah and they're pure white yeah they're and amazing looking probably about 50 here I would say wow nice to see yeah and they'll all hatch out into very small so are they the African land snails or are they native snails they're native snails oh, now wow. oh wow but yeah. the eggs oh, are big for yeah. them yeah no you would never uh, African land snails would never survive Okay. In in on the ground on, here, like yeah, definitely cold, not. Yeah. They they might get okay along for a while, but mm. they'll never survive, survive. Mm. And it's part of the reason we're allowed to have them here. If you try and get African land snails into most semi-tropical or warm countries, you will be shot <laughs> because they are so illegal. Right, like yeah. it's insanely illegal. Okay, you there? I can. Jesus, I'm not that fat. No, it's just. Yeah, I'm show you the Although I am awkward. I'm We're here. going back into the, the kitchen. Now, right, we're in the kitchen now. Because that's where people keep their snails. 
Yeah, I used to keep them in the shed, but I found that I lost a lot of them because they are such. Uh, so you're just taking a picture of Thin Lizzy off the. Um, yeah, yeah, Phil Lizzy. Phil yeah. off the the, he's, he's the terrarium. Yeah, guardian of the snails, <laughs> Philo. And you have a terrarium here now. Yeah. So you're lifting the top off this, and I'm seeing a snail, snail an African snail, snail on the side. Yeah. And there's a little snake in there as well. Is that a snake? No, no. it's a millipede, isn't it? Yeah, I'll My tell God, you what I have here. Yeah, that's the African millipede. So they would live together naturally. Yeah. So it's a perfect setup. You have your leaf litter. You'll also notice uh, these does, guys. Does Ruth like the flies? Oh, she has no choice. <laughs> it's, it's only that. <gasps> Tiny frog. Yeah, so these are, like, you know my uh, toads that are in the hall? Yeah. So these are the babies of oh them. Oh my God. Now, Tiny. it's very, very hard to feed tiny toads. Yeah. What happens Certainly. with snails is they attract fruit flies. Mm-hmm. Toads love fruit flies. Right. And also, if you look around here, you'll see tiny little springtails. Oh, springtails are? They're just a, a, a really minute, microscopic invertebrate mm-hmm. that eats poo mm-hmm. and loves snail poo. Right. So to keep their numbers down and keep my toads healthy, mm-hmm. I use both. It's so really you have a whole thing. circle of life going on it's in there. exactly mm-hmm. it. And you just keep it all together and yeah. it works really well. So That's anyway, what are we here for? Look, we're getting distracted by all the beautiful toads. Here we go. <laughs> and you have your kitchen waste in there. You have uh, carrot bits yeah, and stuff. Yeah, all great. the dinners yeah. go in here. So now I'm just dig- digging around to show you something. Now, here is a batch. So have a look there, Colette. Tell me what you see. No, I don't have... Oh, I, oh my God, eggs. But they're so much bigger. They're white. So much bigger than the other ones. They're about a half centimetre. No, less than half centimetre. They look like Smarties. They look like Smarties, yeah. And there's... And if you white. go down there, there are hundreds wow. of them. Wow. So I just pop them down. Put your hand in and just have a feel. Feel the warmth? Oh, yeah. So that's composting. Amazing. It's keeping them warm. Yeah. And um, they know what level to put their eggs down at that will yeah. that will help them to hatch. So, like, they're not parenting, but mm-hmm. they're not just willy-nilly laying their eggs anywhere. Willy-willy. Um, yeah, willy-willy. Um, willy-fanny. So, so when those... Uh, eggs. When they hatch, do they have shells? Are they ready to go? They hatch out. Mm-hmm. They have very delicate shells, but mm-hmm. they are there. And then they eat the shell of their egg. Oh. And that's their first bang of calcium. Now, Clever. pink lips eggs are mm-hmm. even <gasps> bigger. Jesus Christ, that looks like an M&M. Big, a really big m It looks M&M. like a great like nearly. Yeah, 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 it's massive. A covered peanut. So you can believe that's a snail egg. Jesus, that does look like a snake egg. It's it's a centimetre yeah. quite. It's crazy big. That's insane. So yeah, <laughs> there's, there's two, three different types of um, snail eggs you have to see in there. So the native ones, mm. and again with the heat... And the source of food that you get in tropical countries, the size difference in the animal itself mm. and in its young is incredible. Like their snail babies look like our adult snails. They do. It's, yeah, it's mad yeah. to say. That's amazing. So yeah. those snail babies that we're looking at, how old are they, or when do they hatch? Do you think? Three to four weeks ago. Okay. So you can see the progression is very yeah. rapid. Yeah. As they're growing, if you put your finger there, That's see the there. edge of the shell. Push it. Push it hard. See how it gives. Oh yeah. So yes, that's it's, uh, it's hardening hard. up as yeah. it goes along, yeah. and that injury we're looking at in your shell earlier on yeah. is probably when that got a bang as a young, ah, right, yeah. and then just it heals up and spreads out. But they they heal themselves very readily, don't they? Very readily. That's part of the reason why the cosmetic industry, as we were saying, right, yeah. is very interested in people rubbing snail goo on their face. 
which you know when you Holly, put, this could be your next job now this could be it. your next big thing if I stood in the middle of a concert shouting would you like some <laughs> my snail goo on your face I'd probably get arrested no but if you started shouting that and charging 200 quid for it people would buy it they might they might <laughs> <laughs> or I'd end up in a mental home there you go I've been looking forward to talking about snails for ages because I think it was just all the breeding happening and uh, everything I was like how was it for you? yeah it was brilliant yeah (laughs) slow and sensual there we go that was another did you uh, did you enjoy to have it convinced you do you know what the beauty of snails I never thought about snails before I really hadn't and I'm amazed by them Right, there you go. Right, better go off and wash my hands now. Yeah, both of us better. Oh, I have some alcohol we can use. So, yeah, perfect. Excellent. Excellent.